Well, good afternoon and uh, welcome to What's in the Cup, the podcast at Georgia Southwestern State University. I'm Neil Weaver and uh, along with uh, producer, director and uh, studio engineer Bob Slinker, we're going to uh, welcome our guest this week, uh, Dr. Sandra Daniel, the Dean of the College of Nursing and Health Sciences. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. We are excited to have you here today. We're going to have a chance to talk about uh, the college. We're going to have a chance to talk about some exciting uh, new ideas coming out of nursing and uh, the expansion of that program, which we talked a little bit about last week on the show. We're also going to, I'm going to ask you some questions because I uh, am always curious about uh, what's going on in the nursing field and how we're developing our students and, and what we see as the prospects for those students going forward. So this could be a, a fun conversation uh, and we are uh, getting ready for Super Bowl weekend. So I assume you have a team, right? Who are you rooting for in the Super Bowl? Do you? I really don't have a preference, (laughs) but it will be fun. (laughs) It will be fun. Okay, I'm going to take that as you are not necessarily a New England Patriot fan Mm -hmm. because anybody, really nobody should be a Mm -hmm. New England Patriots fan (laughs) as far as I can tell, but... I will say no comment okay, to that. Okay, very good. All right. Well, we're uh, we're pulling for the NFC at our house. We're going to hope the Rams uh, can keep Mr. Brady and Coach Belichick from winning another one. So that's our hope anyway. Um, it's also starting February. So February is one of the greatest months of the year. Do you know why? Well, I think Valentine's Day comes to mind. <laughs> okay. Well, that wasn't really what I had in I mind. I knew that. Although I, you know, I do love Christy and, and I try my best to not forget Valentine's Day. But mm. pitchers and catchers report mm-hmm. in February. And so that really is a great, great day when the Cubs finally get back into action. And what day is that? Uh, this year, I think the Cubs report on February the 16th. Mm-hmm. Uh, but pitchers and catchers might get in a, a few days before that. But we are very excited, always, mm-hmm. for the Cubs to be back in action. It's been a long mm-hmm. uh, four or five months since we had a baseball game. So oh, it's time. Uh, it is time. It is time. We are ready. And speaking of baseball, the uh, Georgia Southwestern baseball team, mm-hmm. softball team, tennis teams all get started today or tomorrow. And so our spring sports are starting to kick off, which means spring weather is just around the corner, right? We're very excited about that and uh, looking forward to hopefully a little nicer weather, although it had been terrible bad here. But that's your, your opinion. I think it's been awful. <laughs> You know, my, I'm ready for spring. Uh, we all are. We all are. My son, uh, one of my sons, oldest, mm-hmm. lives in Iowa. And so oh. when he calls and tells me it's negative 50, mm-hmm. um, I get, I, I feel bad you about feel guilty. saying, well, it's 46 here and I'm really cold. <laughs> but uh, he did, they did have a student uh, die at the University of Iowa this past week for a uh, I assume he froze to death outside of one of the residence halls. I did halls. read and about so, that. Uh, that is a, obviously so it's a horrible, tragedy. horrible thing. And um, I saw the headline that a student had died. And then, of course, the first thing you read is a student at the University of Iowa. And so, mm-hmm. you know, start texting my son and, you know, are you okay? And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and he said, you know, their campus obviously felt that loss and, mm-hmm. 
Uh, it's a horrible, horrible thing. So uh, we, are, we are certainly lucky that we have not had to deal with the polar vortex that has uh, taken over the rest of the country. But all right, let's get down to business and with uh, what's in the cup this week. Uh, We always like to start off with our uh, some discussion about our student success and student retention. We had a uh, terrific speaker on campus this week. Uh, Cedric Jennings was here as part of the Griffin Bell lecture program. And uh, he was the subject of uh, a book that our students read in their University 1000 mm-hmm. courses. And he gave a really terrific uh, talk about his experience going from inner city, Washington, D.C. to uh, Brown University and the challenges he faced um, and, and some of the things that he had to overcome along the way. And so he gave a, a really powerful discussion and what what I got out of it, and I, you know, all of us that heard it, I, I assume got something different, but uh, I asked him how he got over those difficult days mm-hmm. when he didn't think he could make it or mm-hmm. when things got tough. And uh, he thought about all the people that had helped him get to school, Kid. thought about his family and how he'd be letting them down and how uh, all those people that had told him he couldn't do it would be right. And, uh, and for him, obviously, those were motivating factors. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, that is so opposite of what I would have said. And I I'd never thought about mm-hmm. the people who invested in me. Going to college was kind of an expectation. Um, I didn't rely on my brothers supporting me and helping me get there, right? I mean, um, um, letting my family down wasn't really a concern I was more worried about the job right what if, if I don't finish I won't get that job that I want or I won't have the kind of what life I that do? I want mm-hmm. and uh, he his perspective was just very very different mm-hmm. and uh, it's interesting to me because I think uh, one of the challenges we have with helping our students is really starting to understand what perspective they come from and what motivates them what are the obstacles yeah I, and I think the assumption that we sometimes make that what is successful for me, as you just shared, is not necessarily what what our students are experiencing. That's right. You know, and there's mm-hmm. a big push right now to connect um, your discipline or your classes mm-hmm. with a job. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? What mm-hmm. job will you get? What profession, right? This workforce development mm-hmm. concept. And he never said, well, I won't get a job doing this or I won't get a job doing that that you know the job was not what he was motivated Mm -hmm. by so I find it interesting Mm -hmm. that uh, while those things we we seem to believe are important and I certainly think they do help Mm -hmm. but for many students that may not be the motivating factor Mm -hmm. and so uh, particularly our first-year advisors uh, and, and our faculty that are involved in that advising role you know it just keeps opening my mm-hmm. eyes and my mind to um, all the different things they have to think about talk about and uh, realize about the students they're helping so mm-hmm. I'm sure you guys run into that with uh, the variety of students that are coming through your program and trying to make sure they get what they need we do um, it's a big big issue um, sometimes just it's in mind, of course, we typically think, okay, nursing, 
an obvious job at the end, but sometimes that vision is not fully formed and really understanding the careers that and options available to them, but more importantly, how to get there. Right. And we talked, we, I mentioned last week on the show that we uh, are, are moving forward with an expansion mm-hmm. of the program to mm-hmm. uh, take in more nurses, uh, to add a mm-hmm. second um, entry point, I guess, uh, a mm-hmm. fall and a spring enrollment period. But that's, that's just the headline, right? What right. You, I know you're going to do some other things to help make sure that students uh, not just are prepared to get into the program, but successful in mm-hmm. the program. Can you talk mm-hmm. a little bit about what we're adding and what you see that uh, and how you see that new role helping our students be successful? Yes, um, and I think that's uh, very purposeful in terms of what we've thought about, what are the obstacles, what are the challenges that our students face. Um, it's not enough just to cast the net and say we're going to double our enrollment which we are planning to do but we're going to be very strategic about it and purposeful um, because there are factors that we have considered and based on our our data that we know we have got to provide some strategies for success that are beyond what we have been able to offer in the past and for example uh students who are just at the cusp of meeting the admission requirements. You and I have talked about this before, but if we, if they had had the support from the day, from day one of entry and that support continued through that two years of pre-nursing studies can appear to be a very long time and we, students can get lost in the process and I think we have lost some for that reason. So with that in mind, we know that we need uh, a very purposeful approach to mentoring students, to teaching them, to getting them to the right resources at the right time, and really understanding what the long-term vision of becoming a nurse uh, will entail and why we do what we do in the way that we do yeah. <laughs> there yeah. and that is you know it's simple to us as nurse educators we have to constantly remind ourselves that it's not that simple for our students so we um, with this expansion we are expanding our guaranteed admission program and that's targeting high school seniors which I think is the optimal time to have them, uh, if they know, pretty certain that they want to be a nurse, then we are guaranteeing them a a slot, a seat in the nursing program as long as they maintain our minimum admission criteria. And that, again, is easily uh, said, but to, again, we don't want to lose those GAP students, as we call them. So we're going to have a nursing faculty member who is dedicated to working with uh, that cohort of students from the time that we are admitting them to, in, to, at Georgia Southwestern, be, uh, teaching them in their first semester orientation course. We are adding a second term 
uh, sequence to that course that will be required for our guaranteed admissions students. And we will offer that to those who are not in that program. But they will um, continue to understand the processes that must be continue um, to be in place if they're going to be successful. Things like professional skills. We're going to work on those soft skills of communication, of professionalism. What does that mean? Um, of ethics in health care. We don't need to begin that conversation when they start their nursing studies. So that uh, nursing faculty member will be working with them. We're going to establish that living learning community and where our pre-nursing students are living and studying and begin really developing their, their professionalism uh, during that time. Our faculty member and others on this uh, campus will be able to meet with that with them. We can access them more easily and really develop the relationship and continue the relationship until they enter our nursing program during their third year of study. Yeah, now how many, so, so I see that person as a mentor. Sure. Well, students that come here as freshmen mm -hmm. that actually get into the nursing program, mm -hmm. you have a percentage? Uh, about 40%. So right now, mm -hmm. about 40% mm -hmm. of the freshmen that come here and mm -hmm. say they want to be nurses actually get actually admitted get into the in program. Mm -hmm. and, and so that's what we're trying to address. That's exactly what right? we're trying to address. There's, there's the 60% mm -hmm. dropout rate or mm -hmm. loss rate. Mm -hmm. or and Now, we don't know those. That's, some of those 60% could be going into other academic programs. Absolutely. But we also mm -hmm. know that some of them, when they don't get into nursing, they leave the institution, they leave the institution. and maybe, uh, maybe choose not even to go to higher education that's at all, right. choose a whole different career path. And so we and so we often don't know what happens to that group right. of students who we don't. So we we are really targeting retention, yeah, and success. And seventy percent of our students who are in the guaranteed admission program are actually living. They they their county of origin is in our southwestern wow. portion. So we are needing to build a nursing workforce. We have a crisis that's beyond what anyone expected. We knew we would have one, but it was 10 years ago. And our Southwest region serving a rural population, we are really, really feeling that, yeah. that you know, we crisis. Saw, I know you saw the presentation. I saw it mm -hmm. uh, from our system office. Uh, Dr. Denley, our, our uh, vice chancellor for academic affairs, has mm -hmm. done a a pretty intense mm -hmm. uh, study of mm -hmm. nursing mm -hmm. shortages, nursing mm -hmm. needs around mm -hmm. the state and how we can fill them. And, and mm -hmm. one of the interesting things that I saw, and, and I'd love to hear your take on this, was uh, if you looked in our region, mm -hmm. our schools were actually producing enough graduates to meet the demand. Right. However, when you ask mm -hmm. and look in the professional world mm -hmm. our region has probably the largest demand uh, in the whole That's state right. so if we're producing enough graduates what's happening to these nurses uh, that's that's not keeping them in our region well certainly um, many of them are being rec heavily recruited 
by multiple healthcare agencies. And so many of them are moving to the metro Atlanta area and they have as great a shortage as higher numbers of vacancies. I think our shortage is more acute in our rural areas, but certainly okay. that that's a big factor. And they Probably have a shortage the because factor. the schools in the Atlanta region are not producing enough graduates to meet their demand. Right, the, because they're, that, they're in the, if uh, as Dr. Denley presented, we simply can't educate enough to right. fulfill that, that regional so they're need. So they're so. reaching out and, in essence, stealing or absolutely uh, mm -hmm. shouldn't call it stealing but mm -hmm. they're certainly mm -hmm. uh, pulling nursing mm -hmm. graduates mm -hmm. out of their region mm -hmm. into their region mm -hmm. which is leaving right. uh, southwest georgia and other parts of the state uh, at a real mm -hmm. deficit so as a as a result our our local hospitals and healthcare mm -hmm. organizations turn to uh you told me what kind of nurses they're bringing in. Uh, travel, travel nurses. Contract. Contract nurses. Contract. Um, and and what does that do to the healthcare costs? What does that do to the? It the it just, uh, for lack of a better term, I'll say it breaks their backs. Yeah. Um, it is a tremendous cost um, to employ contract nurses. It gives a temporary solution and necessary when there is such a deficit, but. We, we need a committed workforce, we need stability in our workforce, and we need greater numbers of permanent nurses okay. in an institution. And uh, you know, the, the agencies which I'm familiar with, they probably are as competitive as any other healthcare institution. They have to be. So it's, um, it's not a lack of, of, of salary and benefits. Um, I think we can do more on our end and are about in position to do so in that we are really going to commit to if we if you're in the region of southwest georgia then we're going to provide clinical experiences in our region it puts our agencies in touch with our students at an earlier time and our students are being educated in a facility in which they will be known and they can move from student role to registered nurse role more seamlessly. Yeah, yeah, and and so this mm -hmm. is this is really the the, the crux of why mm -hmm. we were looking at and mm -hmm. talking about expanding the program. Mm -hmm. uh, while while the number that we're producing may meet the demand, what we're seeing is they're not staying in the region, right. which causes healthcare costs in our region to uh, rise dramatically, and. Uh, eventually, that means that we're seeing hospitals close. We're seeing a lot of rural uh, health care facilities have to be shut down, which, again, just keeps the problem growing, right? Mm -hmm. Access is not necessarily mm -hmm. there. And so as an institution, uh, we feel like our number one job is we have to produce more, but what we're trying to find are those young women and men that want to come from rural South mm -hmm. Georgia have the opportunity, but are really looking mm -hmm. to stay in this region, who come from this That's region fine. and want to stay mm -hmm. in this region. And mm -hmm. so uh, these, the, this expansion of the program is really trying to address a, a larger issue than just getting more students. That's right. Because, I, you know, we, we feel that our mission is to serve our region, and, and our region is, is, is in great need, and I feel that commitment. And I think this will be... Um, I cannot imagine this not being a, a 
key factor in the solution to the problem in our region, and that is to recruit more from our um, area and increase our enrollment and graduation and the successful employment of the nurses who will live and work there. Yeah, well, I, I certainly am excited about this. Mm -hmm. uh, I appreciate the work that you and the rest of the team have put into this, coming up with a good plan, uh, understanding that it's not just about opening more seats, but making sure more students are meeting mm -hmm. the expectations mm -hmm. to fill those seats and that we're mm -hmm. not uh, watering down the program. Not at uh, all. We're not minim, you know, minimizing what our expectations mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. we're, we're going to focus on lifting more students up That's to right. our expectations mm -hmm. and then helping them be mm -hmm. successful. So I, I think this is great. Uh, we were talking earlier, uh, the uh, U.S. Uh, labor uh, statistics mm -hmm. came out today, the jobs report, and uh, the second highest growing area in mm -hmm. the jobs report mm -hmm. was uh, nursing, uh, was healthcare and education. And mm -hmm. uh, they have added over the last year, 12 months, uh, over 522,000 jobs in healthcare and education. I, I have to believe that the majority of that is in healthcare, uh, mm -hmm. as, as obviously as we have an aging population mm -hmm. and the need. So the, the demand is not uh, certainly anticipated to, to diminish anytime soon. No, in fact, it's going to increase. Um, I shared with you earlier the latest that I received is that by in seven years, um, we're going to need uh, approximately four million nurses. Now, we currently have about uh, 3.4 million needed, we're going to lose about half a million during that time wow. period. A lot of retirements, uh, the nurse uh, in place. And so we're going to have an even greater uh, a deficit of about a million nurses nationwide. Georgia, they expect, will have a shortfall of about 33,000 in that time frame. So the that's the best estimate that we, we've been able to um, to, to get and we're actually rank um, fourth as far from the bottom in uh, projections for nurse nurse shortage. Well, that's because so. Georgia Southwestern is doing such a great job. Uh, <laughs> you know, so but we, you know, the other thing, move in that. Yeah, mm -hmm. the other thing I wanted to mention is that that mm -hmm. this uh, expansion mm -hmm. uh, is being done uh, without adding any cost. Uh, to the students, no, right. no additional mm -hmm. fee, no additional tuition, mm -hmm. um, and and we're, we've been able to identify some partners uh, to help us finance uh, to uh, get the program, the mm -hmm. expansion up mm -hmm. and running. And if we uh, add the number of students that we're anticipating, then uh, the, re the new revenue from the additional students should pick up the cost in the years to come. So I really applaud you for coming up with a solution that that doesn't rely on on putting more of the burden on the on backs the, of our students. The uh, they already are carrying a large portion mm -hmm. of the burden. And, and uh, so I, I really think that was terrific. And I'm excited um, that, that you guys were able to do that. Um, there were, I don't know, if, uh, again, we're, we record this on Friday afternoon. And so it's uh, about 1.32 o'clock mm -hmm. on uh, Friday. Uh, earlier today, uh, an email came out from uh, Suzanne Smith, our provost. and. 
uh, was talking about some of the academic restructuring mm -hmm. that's going on on campus. So some of you may have already seen this. Some of you uh, may want to go look at your email, <laughs> but uh, she, uh, she announced a couple of, of exciting things that are happening that uh, we think are gonna be very positive for the university. And the first of those was that the uh, School of Computing and Mathematics will uh, be dissolved and the units will be absorbed by uh, other colleges uh, on campus. So the, the uh, computing uh, science, computer science program will be joining the School of Business Administration and mathematics will be shifting over into the College of Arts and Sciences. So. I uh, want to applaud uh, Suzanne for the work, uh, really thinking through this kind of, uh, of, of decision and coming up with a, uh, a strategy that we think will benefit everybody involved, our mm -hmm. faculty, uh, our academic programs, and most importantly, the students that are be involved. And so uh, that's a really good announcement. We're also uh, looking at consolidating some uh, departments. And the first one that was announced in the email was uh, chemistry joining with uh, geology and physics uh, into one department. So we, again, we want to uh, applaud them and, and, and thank them for uh, coming together and working together, uh, finding these ways for us as an institution to be more efficient and uh, hopefully uh, to create those kind of synergistic relationships that lead to interdisciplinary uh, work, interdisciplinary research and scholarship, but also uh, hopefully lead to some interdisciplinary uh, degree program. So um, th those are good announcements. And uh, the last one that was in there, uh, and, I, and I am really excited about this, uh, Dr. Judy Orton Grissett has been named the Director of Experiential Learning. And uh, we know how important that experiential part of the student development mm -hmm. is. So those internships, in your case, it's the clinicals. Uh, and and uh, for many students that are getting involved, uh, whether mm -hmm. it's in undergraduate research, working with a faculty member to be involved outside of the classroom with a research project that develops their concepts or um, study abroad or any kind of uh, off-campus uh, relationship where they start to see how their discipline interacts mm -hmm. with the whole world. And, and so I, I think, uh, you know, what Judy has been doing uh, has been right kind of in line with this, and I'm really excited to see her bring her energy and expertise uh, to bear on the entire campus. I am too. When I read that, I thought, oh, this is, this is great. Um, not, you know, I'm familiar with the nursing, and, but we have the exercise science internships. We have long-term care internships. Mm -hmm. uh, so these things are coming yeah, and that directly impact and, my disciplines. Yeah, and to get students to start thinking about those, those kinds of experiences mm -hmm. earlier in their career, mm -hmm. uh, and not just as... I have to do this mm -hmm. because it's a requirement, mm -hmm. but to see it as a real valuable part of their education mm -hmm. is uh, is what I think, I, I hope that she'll be able to infuse that in that earlier part of their time here. So when they're mm -hmm. freshmen, they're starting to, to look forward to what can I do? Mm -hmm. How can I uh, use one of these experiences to really help me uh, get along? So I was excited to see that and uh, was really pleased uh, that Judy would, would take that step and uh, we're excited to have her in that new role and that's going to be very positive for the university. Uh, one other uh, item that uh, we announced uh, last night to the public and um, 
I actually mentioned it at the preview day last weekend, uh, but we are very excited to be able to announce the Jimmy Carter Presidential Leadership Program here at Georgia Southwestern. To the best of my knowledge, uh, it's the only leadership development program in the entire university system of Georgia that's connected to a former president of the United States of America. Not hard to believe that that would be the case, right? <laughs> uh, but uh, President Carter was so supportive and uh, excited about the opportunity to connect with uh, not just Georgia Southwestern, who he has always said he has a high regard for the university, but with the students. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, you know, he said, as long as I'm able, as long as I can, uh, I want to, I want to be there. An active part. Active part. And, and you know, what, what he said was, you know, these students that are coming, uh, particularly out of rural Georgia, need to see that there's opportunity, that they can be leaders um, in their community. They can be leaders in our region. They can be leaders in our state. They can be leaders in our country. Uh, but sometimes they don't necessarily see that as an opportunity. And he wanted to make sure that they had that opportunity to expand their ideas. And so uh, I know you've been around uh, these parts for a while. You've probably had run-ins with uh, President Carter. And uh, so it's it's kind of fun to have him it connected to the university. It really is. Yeah. This is, one of I think, one of the best moves the university well, has well, we Well, we're looking for 20 students, 20 of, of, of the best students we can find uh, across the region, across the state that uh, you know, have to meet some minimum qualifications. Mm -hmm. uh, I think a 22 on their ACT and an 1100 on their mm -hmm. SAT. Uh, but we're really focused on, are they involved as leaders now, right? Are they mm -hmm. the president's student body? Are they, the, um, are they the, the captain of the basketball team? Are they uh, working in their youth uh, group at church? Or are they, mm -hmm. uh, you know, what are they doing to show their, uh, their involvement in the community and their ability to be leaders? If they can combine good, solid academics with a, uh, a focus on community service and leadership, they'll be ideal candidates for this new program and so we hope they'll apply and so if anybody knows somebody out there that's looking uh, for an opportunity and would like to uh, apply for the program I hope they'll uh, point them out to us and to point the point those students out to our website and uh, they need to apply by March 1st in order to be eligible for the program so. and that will begin in the program begins in, begins the, fall. in the fall yeah mm -hmm. and um, uh, it was it was in the press release, and I'm really excited mm -hmm. to announce that Miss um, Linda Lee Purvis has agreed to come back to the university to lead the program and to get it uh, up and running uh, in its first year. Uh, I tried to get her to commit to two. She kind of said, uh, maybe let's go mm -hmm. one at a time. Uh, but uh, I'm so excited to have Linda Lee back I with am us. I'm excited, too. Yeah. Let's see. She has tried to retire how many times now? <laughs> well, she's officially retired twice. Uh, I told her when she left that uh, I didn't think it would stick and we'd be uh, yeah. calling her. Mm -hmm. And so I'm very, very excited mm -hmm. uh, that she'll be uh, back with us and working with us. And uh, I got to say that uh, Suzanne Smith, our provost, and Laura Bourne, our vice president for student engagement, they are really, they've really put this program together. Uh, they developed the uh, the framework and uh, I think they have a model that's going to be really really special it includes opportunities for students to do either undergraduate research or 
um, community leadership. Mm -hmm. as, the, as the students progress in the program, uh, they can kind of pick their own track. Uh, and so I think Linda Lee's coming in, uh, seeing the framework that's in place, and she'll be able to take that and develop it. And uh, Laura and Suzanne will both be uh, continue to be involved in the program, mm -hmm. which uh, means I think we'll have a lot of stability and a lot of uh, support from across mm -hmm. campus, both the academics uh, and from the student support mm -hmm. angle. So I think we're off to a great start, and uh, we're very pleased. The Mix Foundation has been a great supporter of our students in this program and they will continue to provide uh, scholarships for the students in this program so it's a real really a great combination and we're uh, really really excited about that so uh, looking forward to bringing that um, back to campus or to campus and excited to get president carter involved so am i yeah mm -hmm. the um uh, a lot of times we like to talk about uh, some of the things that uh, I've been doing uh, this week. Uh, I had a chance to speak with the future, future Georgia educators on Thursday. Um, had a storm dome full of uh, young uh, high school students that have all kind of said they wanted to be educators. And so that was a nice uh, group for us to have on campus. I had a chance to visit with them. Tomorrow morning, I get to visit with the Delta Kappa Gamma uh, International Society for Women Educators. Uh, they've invited me to their local uh, chapter meeting. And uh, the best part of that is that it's gonna be at Granny's Kitchen <laughs> on Saturday morning, meaning I get to have biscuits and gravy. Um, they have to listen to me, that's the punishment for them, but uh, it'd be a good opportunity uh, for us to continue mm -hmm. to talk about the good things going on here at the university and and again those southwestern promise scholarships i hope these uh, a lot of these teachers uh, and educators know that some students they'll send our way so we get to do that uh, a lot of time this week was spent on the phone with the system office talking about our construction projects the ace mm -hmm. building renovation uh, baseball softball uh, complex uh, that we're trying to get built and, um, and and looking ahead as we think about end of the year projects and uh, making sure that we have the resources we need to keep the campus buildings mm -hmm. uh, functioning. And so that's been uh, a lot of things we've been working on. I did hear some uh, information about the fine arts roof. I think that project is wrapping up in the next uh, couple of days, if not this week. Um, and I know that's been, uh, it's been going on since like Michael, uh, since Hurricane <laughs> Michael. Uh, and I know they've been taking up some of the parking spots around that building. So uh, I think that's wrapping up. If, if, uh, if that's not the case, I'm sure somebody in the fine arts area will give me a call and let me know about it. Uh, also had a chance to visit with uh, Airmark and our uh, regional manager and some of the folks that they bring and we're looking forward to talking about next year's uh, food service program um, and, and some of the, you know, we talk about some of the good things they do, some of the things that we'd like to see improved. Uh, it's always nice to have those conversations with them. They're a great partner for us and they're always real receptive to uh, things we can do better. Um, and so excited about John and, and his whole team over there. I understand we're gonna get a new chef uh, starting uh, hopefully next week um, and so we've been without one for a while and uh, it'd be nice to have somebody back over there helping us uh, get things moving in the in, in the, the positive direction uh, I haven't noticed a difference in the food but I don't eat over there every day 
uh, and and we haven't had any events at the house uh, since we since we lost, lost our, your chef. <laughs> yes, and and the reason I, I I look at Bob because he knows who that is, and we uh, we miss her, but uh, we uh, we do have to move on and replace, and so uh, we're looking forward to having our new chef here. Uh, coming up this week, uh, coming up maybe not this week, but certainly over the next several weekends, uh, campus will be buzzing with some interesting things. We are hosting the GISA, so Georgia Independent School Association uh, Regional Basketball Tournament. Uh, either this it must be either next weekend, and then the weekend after that, we're hosting the state wrestling tournament, mm -hmm. and the weekend after that. We are hosting the GISA State Basketball Tournament, so the final four in all their classes. And so we are going to have uh, the Storm Dome will be packed It'll full be of people packed. all weekend long, both for like three straight weekends. Uh, a lot of people come into town, a lot of, a lot of folks staying in hotels here in America, eating in our restaurants, doing all those things. And so I uh, really appreciate the athletic department uh, being available to host those kinds of events and to... Uh, welcome the GISA here, and so we want to make sure everybody on campus knows that, that uh, if you come up on the weekends, don't be surprised by the, the volume of traffic. Uh, next Saturday, not, not uh, tomorrow, but the 9th, um, is going to be the Night to Shine, which is a really, really special event here in America. So our students, a lot of our students, many of our student athletes, but uh, students from education and students from around campus are involved in that program and uh, Christy and I had a chance to go last year what a special it's special night very special uh, I've never seen anything like it we have had nursing students who participate and it is just uh, it's heartwarming yeah. to uh, be a part of that it is mm -hmm. and I, I was I was uh, gratified I mm -hmm. guess to see how our students engage in such yes. a beautiful way um, with with the the guests and mm -hmm. with the with the young and not all young but with all of the folks that they're trying to help and mm -hmm. uh to see the smiles on their faces and to see them embrace see our own students embrace each other mm -hmm. in that role mm -hmm. and cheer each other on and uh just really really neat and so i i uh, salute the whole community for making that happen and i'm really pleased that our students and so many of our faculty and staff are involved it's a it's a really really neat deal um, so if you're listening to this on Friday, uh, tonight is first Friday in America, so I'm sure I'll see you downtown. I will be downtown. Um, should, be, <laughs> should be a relatively nice night, uh, you know, maybe a coat, maybe a uh, sweater, but uh, first Friday is always a, a fun time to see everybody in town and to enjoy America a little bit. Um, now, I do want to mention just a couple more things as we wrap up. I know we've been going... Uh, for a while now and uh, but I uh, the other day I went over to the um, Roney building mm -hmm. and I don't know if you've ever been in I don't even know what room it is like room 101 or something like that but Stephanie Harvey took me in there and she showed me the snakes oh my <laughs> goodness gracious do you know how big I mean you know we got big giant huge snakes I do know on this we campus. do I do try to avoid there's, that area there's some things they shouldn't tell me <laughs> oh my gosh I, I mean they you know oh and I was looking at a snake I said that's a big snake and she said oh you haven't seen anything yet so we walked back into this other room and they and there's this monster back hmm. there and oh my goodness gracious so um if 
something ever happens in the Roni building and, and uh, there's fear that the snakes have gotten out, <laughs> you will not find me anywhere near uh, that location. But uh, Stephanie's great, great uh, uh, faculty member, great uh, department head mm -hmm. for us, does a terrific job. Uh, but I, I also know that her husband, Ray, who's a great friend of the institution, former faculty member, um, yeah, I think he's, uh, he's in the hospital. And uh, so we want to send out uh, good wishes to Ray and, yes. and let Stephanie know we're thinking about her and uh, anything we can do uh, to help them. Uh, anything except bringing the snake over. I will. I refuse to uh, be any anywhere near that snake. Uh, I also want to mention uh, at our commencement ceremony in, in December, we had uh, our speaker was uh, General uh, uh, Tom Carden, who was at the time working uh, for NATO over in um, somewhere in, in Europe. Uh, and if you didn't see the news, Tom Carden, Major General, he was, a, he was promoted to Major General and was appointed as the 43rd Adjutant, added, uh, this, they should do away with this word, <laughs> Adjutant General uh, of the Georgian National Guard. And so wow, he is back home and honor. he is the top uh, military official in the state of Georgia. And uh, boy, what a great guy. His message was terrific. Uh, and we're proud of uh, Major General Cardin and all that he is doing. And, uh, of course, we welcome him back uh, anytime that he wants to come see us here at GSW. So it's nice to see that story about, about him being uh, selected. All right. Uh, last thing, it's Groundhog Day on Saturday. So what are you hoping for? Sees a shadow or doesn't see a shadow? I always forget which is which. Me too. That's why I'm asking you because um, I'm not sure. Which one, Bob? <laughs> we will say. I think if he. I think it's if he sees his shadow, we have. More winter. More winter. Okay, so we want it to be we very cloudy. We do not want him to That's see right. his shadow. We hope shadow. the polar vortex has <laughs> made it so that he cannot see his shadow, and uh, spring will get here very soon. Um, Tomorrow so, will be soon enough. It, that's <laughs> correct. Well, we uh, want to thank uh, Dr. Daniel for coming in thank and spending you, some time President with us today. Mm -hmm. uh, so much fun to, to get mm -hmm. to talk about an uh, exciting new mm -hmm. program and to really hear the thought that has gone into this and our mm -hmm. commitment to making sure that students can be successful. So thank you for thank you for uh, your support in our endeavor here. I I know the outcome's going to be positive. I do too. I do too. It's going to be positive for a lot of people, mm -hmm. positive for our region, positive mm -hmm. for uh, uh, all of our pocketbooks in the end. And that's, mm -hmm. uh, I think that's an important role for us to play. Uh, as we wrap up today, I want to remind everybody that the, the athletic department has the hailstorm fundraiser going on. So if you haven't bought your uh, golf ball and your chance to win $25,000, I hope that you will. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. May 10th, we'll be out at Providence Springs Plantation dropping 2,000 golf balls out of a helicopter, uh, live band, great music, uh, great food, uh, fun, fun event, uh, and a great way to support our uh, athletic department and the, the young men and women who represent our institution on the field. Um, and the last thing, and, and this is really for Bob, um, although I like the music that we selected. Uh, I have heard some uh, some comments that that some of the folks out there are thinking we're a little too uh, mellow. 
And so my challenge to you this week is to see if you can uh, pep us up a little bit on the music. We'll give it a try. And I'm looking forward to hearing all the feedback that will come from that as we uh, launch uh, What's in the Cup uh, on the GSW podcast. And uh, Dr. Daniel, today it's Diet Coke. All right. And so uh, later on tonight, I'll see you downtown, and we'll ask I'll again, say, and it may, be something, uh, it may <laughs> be something else. But all right, uh, hope everybody has a great weekend. Uh, we hope the Rams win the Super Bowl, and that we'll all be back here next week, ready to go. Talk to you then.